goodness of the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. Get your Bibles in your hands while you're standing. Go to the Gospel of John, chapter 12. I want you to look with me at verse 1 through 11 in the Gospel of John, chapter 12. I will read to you from the ESV version. If your neighbor beside you does not have a Bible, share yours with him. In John's Gospel, chapter 12, verses 1 through 11, six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served. Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. Mary took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume, but Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, who was about to betray him, said, why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death a second time. Wow. Because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Many of the Jews were going away. And believing. In Jesus. I, I want to talk to y'all for a few moments today. I want to talk for a few moments about. Um, being a blessing to him. Do me a favor, look at somebody and say, we ought to be a blessing to him. We ought to be a blessing to him. You might be seated in the presence of God. We're told in verse one, in verse one of our text, please open your Bibles to John chapter 12, verse 1. Keep it there, if you will. We're told in verse 1 that uh, six days before the Passover, Jesus makes his way to Bethany. He stops by Bethany while on his way to the holy city, Jerusalem. Jesus is 
making his way to Jerusalem in spite of the fact that the chief priests are out to kill him. The enemies of Jesus have made him a criminal, made him an enemy of the state. Jesus demonstrates courage because, y'all, he would not leave or go into hiding. He decided to do the will of his father in spite of it costing him his life. He's about to experience the most difficult thing that up to this point he's ever had to face. He's about to face death. And yet, he would not back down. Wouldn't back down, Brother Moore, because of you and I. He decided that we were worth him dying for. So on his way to Jerusalem, Bible tells us Jesus stops in Bethany at the home of Simon the Leopard, where Lazarus, Mary, and Martha had also gathered. The first thing I would like to lift up before you regarding my sermonic presentation is Roman numeral one is what I call the house that Jesus stops by. I want you to look at that for a moment. I want to look at the house that Jesus stops by, the house. Jesus is welcome in the house of Simon the leopard, and he is comfortable in Simon's house. It was a place where his friends were, a place where he felt welcome, a place where he could rest. There can't be too many people, including his disciples, who believed in him more, who know of his work more than Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. There was no one who he had spent more time with, was more close to him than Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Much of Jesus' journey had included, you all, intentional detours to the home of these friends. The house was his safety zone. Their house was the place for him to be refreshed. The house was the place for him to be revived. The house was the place for him to be renewed. I personally believe their house is a good place for him Y'all, considering what he is about to encounter, Bible tells us that his friends are throwing a party with Jesus being the guest of honor. Please watch this as the story unfolds. Bible tells us, Calvin, that Jesus is there and they're about to throw a party that um, he becomes the guest of honor. They're having this celebration. Because Jesus has been good to them. I'll wait for you, Brother Rick. I'll come back and get you again. I said they're having the celebration because Jesus has been good to them. Y'all, it was Jesus, in case you don't know, just one chapter over, who was responsible for raising Lazarus from the dead. 
yo, I, I think this was a good place for Jesus to be because he knows he is headed for crucifixion. And the house of Simon the leopard, where his friends Mary, Martha, and Lazarus have gathered, became a place of encouragement. Y'all, there's nothing, hear me today, there is absolutely nothing that can compare to being in a place with people you love and with people you know love you. After you've had a rough week, you know, you've headed to the place where there is a challenge you have to face that you can't even avoid, but there are some people who you are gathered with who you love and you know they love you. It's at this kind of times when it's good to pause and be with some people who don't want anything from you, just want to give to you. So I tried to show you first the house. Let me give you my second point, moving quickly today. Here's the second point. I want to show you honor. Let the church say honor. Jesus is the guest of honor. Here in our text, we see the lesson of how important it is at times for us to be a blessing to the Lord rather than the Lord always being a blessing to us. Push the rewind button. I said, y'all, right here in this text, there's a lesson that we have to learn that it's more important for us to have times where rather than God being a blessing to us, that we are to come being a blessing to the Lord. Whenever persons came to Jesus, they came to get from Jesus rather than give to Jesus. Y'all having had a rough week, being in the shadow of the cross with this un unavoidable challenge that's ahead of him, he finds himself at a celebration and nobody wants anything from him. Instead of them expecting him to bless them, they've come to bless him. Jesus is not there to give, but rather he's there to take in all of the love and attention they can give in order to help him heal from last week's activities and to keep him stable for what he's about to face, y'all, called death. I want to pause here for a moment. And I want to tell you this, I want you all to know that this is one of the reasons why we ought to make it a point to come to church on a regular basis, just so we can get help and be healed. Push the rewind button. No, you didn't want to hear it, but I want to tell you. This is why we ought to come to church on a regular basis so that we can get help and get healed. If you're going to make it through the week with challenges that are unavoidable, the Bible tells us that we ought to gather together in worship. My God. I'll do it again for you. I see y'all. The Bible tells us. That we're going to get through these unavoidable challenges that we all have to face in life. You're going to have to come together in worship. 
I knew you were going to look at me like that, so I figured I better get me some help. So I went to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Please log it in. You can't tell the devil you don't know now because I just dropped it on you. Y'all, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says this, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but encouraging one another. This is why we ought to come to church. I, I need you to know, y'all, it's not possible, it's not possible for us to live a life of a believer and be serious about our walk with the Lord and we avoid worship. Y'all, has anyone ever had a tough week? A tough week facing a challenge you could not avoid? But said to yourself, if I could just get to church, if I could just be in the atmosphere with the people of God and the presence of God, it could help me heal. Not only from the hell I've been going through, but it could help to stabilize and steady me for something I have to face that's unavoidable. I have to face that's unavoidable. I, I got to face it. So I, I want to I make my way to church. I have to go to court, but I got to, I, I want to go to church. I, I can't avoid going to court, I, but I, I can't avoid the doctor's appointment. I, I, I can't avoid facing this divorce. I have to file for bankruptcy. I have to face the fact that my last paycheck was on the 28th of December because of the government shutdown. I have to face the fact that I'm currently unemployed. I have to face the fact there's trouble in my home and my family is dysfunctional, but I believe I can make it if I could just get in the right atmosphere where worship is going on. If I can get in the right atmosphere with the presence of God and with the people of God, I believe I can make it. Let me help y'all with something. Please help me. Y'all, we need each other. Do, do me a favor. Y'all touch someone tell them we need each other. We need the fellowship so that we can encourage one another. Doesn't matter how holy and sanctified you are, or how many tongues you can speak in, or how big your Bible is, or how heavy your cross is that you wear around your neck. Everybody needs somebody sometime. I don't know who I'm talking to. I said... Everybody needs somebody sometime. If you're trying to make it without being in the fellowship, then you are forfeiting the blessings that God has for you and you are not bringing all the resources to the fight for your life that God has made available to you. Please help me preach. Tell somebody, keep coming to church. Y'all, sometimes you don't need a promotion on the job. Sometimes you don't need a glass of Moscato or a shot of liquor or some weed. Sometimes you don't need a new boo. Sometimes, y'all, you just need to get to the house of God. 
and be around people in the presence of God and let the Lord and the people bless you. This is what we see Jesus doing in our text. He was in the atmosphere to be blessed. But not only should you be in the worship, be in worship so you can be blessed, but you also should come so you can be a blessing. Push the rewind button. I say you ought not just come to worship so you can be blessed, but you ought to also come so you can be a what? Because there's nobody like you. You are unique. Preach, pastor. God has uniquely gifted you with spiritual gifts that are not for you. Your gifts are for the body. Oh, God. Y'all, I'll do it again for you. I said God has uniquely gifted you with spiritual gifts that are not for you. Did y'all hear me? Your gifts are for what? Who? The body. The body of Christ. And if you keep your gifts from the body, you are robbing others of the ministry that God has given to you, therefore preventing them from getting what they need. And here's why. Here's why. Because whether you know it or not, we are interdependent. That's a big word, isn't it? Y'all, we are interdependent, which means we need each other in order to flow. Ah, We need each other. Your presence is a blessing to somebody else. Yo, we got to stop being so selfish thinking. Got to be so, so selfish in our thinking that it's only about you. It's about me. Yo, you have a ministry that somebody is depending on that's going to get them through the week. That's why you can't stay home on your Sabbath. Jesus was in the midst Surrounded by people. Watch this. The occasion was for him. This is Deborah. I'm still dealing with honor. The occasion was for who? Okay, that was three quarters of you all. Right over the section right here. Y'all ain't talking back to me. I said the occasion was for who? For him. The occasion was for him. I need to tell somebody, Sister Deborah. That that's really what church is all about. Okay. Here it is. I know you think differently, but church ain't about you. (laughs) Now, I know you want somebody to notice who you are and what you got on and how good you look, but let me help you. This ain't about you. Church is about Jesus. Okay, you didn't like that? Here it is. He's the honoree. Y'all ain't helping me. Uh, In other words, y'all, he is the center of attraction. I I know you're cute and all of that, but let me help you, baby. It ain't about you. I know, brother, you are debonair and suave, and ain't nobody like you, but it ain't about you. The center of attraction is about who? Worship. James, worship is about Jesus. 
Remember, y'all, the primary purpose for coming to church to worship is not so you can be blessed, but so that you can bless God. Now, it's true, it's true, Avis, that you may get blessed while you're in church. But you don't come to church just to be blessed. You come to church to bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. I thought I had some Bible readers here today. So let me help you out. So Jesus is at the dinner party that was given in his honor. And his friends were there to be a blessing to him. So I showed you house. I showed you honor. Reverend Rick, I think I want to do heart now. Let me show you the heart. Show you the heart. I want to show you the hearts. Hearts. Um, I want you to see the hearts. Look at the hearts of those who are being a blessing to him. Look, 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 look at how they are blessing Jesus. Let's start with Martha. Larry, let's start with Martha. Um, Martha, Brother Brooks, is in the kitchen. <laughs> She's in the kitchen cooking. In other words, y'all, Martha is offering to Jesus the thing that she does the best. Y'all missed it. Push the rewind button. I said Martha's in the kitchen because she's seeking to offer Jesus what it is that she does the best. Mm. Um. Sister Salandis, she is good at hospitality. She's, um, uh, she's a good cook. Good cook, y'all. So when it was um, time for her to make her contribution to Jesus, she asked herself, what is it that I do well? She concluded that she was good in hospitality. So she decided to give to Jesus her best. Watch this. Jesus accepted what she had to offer because it came out of a spirit of gratitude, not arrogance. I know I do this good. No, no. She gives it out of gratitude. I need to tell somebody, Brother Andre, that you don't have to offer God, what somebody else offers because you can't give what you don't have. But you do have something to offer. You just have to stop comparing it to what somebody else has. 
go ahead and give what you have. It may be in the spotlight or it might be behind the scene, but whatever it is, you ought to give it and give it with gratitude. You, you, don't, you don't have to be like the preacher or the deacon or the choir member or the usher or um, security and parking or like first and last impressions, but you ought to offer something. You ought to offer what? Y'all, whatever it is that you do well, you ought to find a way to honor Christ with it. Help me, Nick. If you are an entrepreneur, you ought to find a way to use your business acumen to honor Christ and bless others. If you are a nurse, you ought to find a way to honor Christ and bless others. If you are a social worker, you ought to find a way to honor Christ and bless others. You don't have, y'all, you don't have to have the gift that somebody else has. If all you have is the gift of encouragement, where you leave people better than you found them, then use that gift to honor God and bless people. May I back up for a moment? You might only have the, the, the gift of presence. Yo, it's called the ministry of presence. Yo, if that's all you got is just being there, then let that speak volumes about what God can do through your presence. If you have the gift of encouragement, then use your gift to help somebody else become encouraged. Over in Job chapter 4, verse 4, log it in if you don't mind. In Job chapter 4, verse 4, um, Job's friend said to him, your words have supported those who stumbled. You have strengthened faltering knees. Oh, now listen, let me help you. I need y'all to know that there comes a time when you ought to let God use what he's deposited inside of you. Thank God for the gift of encouragement. Martha gave. What Martha had. Y'all, because she wanted you and I to know, give what you got. And stop worrying about somebody else and what they're not doing. Okay, that was Martha's heart. Let's, let's, let's look at somebody else. Let's watch, um, let's watch um, Lazarus' heart. Let's go to his heart. Um, I saw Martha. Martha is a good what? Okay, half of y'all paying attention. Martha is a good what? Good cook. Watch this. Lazarus, I can't do what Martha does, but I can do what I do. Watch this. What you doing, Lazarus? If you look at verse 2 uh, of chapter 12, Bible tells us, watch this, Lazarus is sitting at the table, fellowshipping, with Jesus. Sister Deborah, Jesus has his undivided attention. Jesus and Lazarus, wait for it, here it comes, are connected. Doesn't make sense right now. It will in a moment. I said they are what? Yo, it's a dangerous thing to come to worship and you never connect with the Savior. 
That's why you ought to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, so you can connect. That's why you ought to come in praying, so you can connect. Yo, it's a sad thing to be in church for 90 minutes and God comes by, blesses people all around you, and you miss God's hand being demonstrated in your own life, causing you to leave the same way you came in. All because you never connected with him. Maybe you didn't connect because you didn't come like Lazarus. When Lazarus came, he was grateful. And he wanted to see Jesus. Some, some of y'all don't come because you want to see Jesus. Nor do you come because you're grateful. Some of y'all come because it's Sunday. And you think you're supposed to come. Some of y'all come because it's my time to serve. My time is up. Y'all glad too. My, but, but I'm going to finish this. Some of y'all come because it's my time to serve. Some of you all come, Brother Fox, because it's a way of you releasing the guilt for all the stuff, Jackie, that you did through the week. Yeah, I'm coming. Some of y'all come just to keep up the image. So it could be said that you are a good upstanding individual. And um, I go to church. The problem with that is your body's here with me. But your mind is on the other side of town. Now, I got to ask you something. Let me just ask you, you know, just let me be real. I just want to know, why would you spend all that time trying to get to church? I mean, you get dressed. Some of y'all shower and bathe before you come. Praise the Lord. Y'all put on makeup. I mean, you comb your hair. You done tried on three different outfits. Finally got one that fit, so you put it on. I mean, you go through all of that. Get here for 90 minutes. Sit up in church after going through all of that and never get connected to Jesus Christ. I got to drop this on you all. Patrice, please hear this. Y'all, the enemy doesn't mind you coming to church. He just doesn't want you to connect with the Lord. Did you all hear me? He doesn't mind you coming to church. He doesn't want you to connect with the Lord. Because he knows if you connect, you can no longer be defeated. 
If you ever connect, you won't leave the same way you came. Lazarus came because y'all Jesus had raised him from the dead. Lazarus said, my life was over. And everybody knew it was over. Everybody who knew me knew my life was over. But my life didn't stay like everybody thought my life would stay. And even though everybody thought it was too late for Jesus to help me, because I had been dead for four days. And in the Jewish mind, y'all, the spirit of the person only hangs around for three days. And by the fourth day, they consider it too late for anything to be done because decomposition had set in. But Jesus purposely waited until it was too late so that you and I would know that it's never too late for him. I don't care how bad your situation is or how dead others think it is. It's never too late for Jesus. I wonder, y'all, if there are any Lazarus in the house today. Are there anybody in the house today whom they counted you out? They said it was over for you. They said it was no way you were going to bounce back. But you messed around and got connected to Jesus. And whenever you get connected to Jesus, no one ought to ever have to make you come to God's house. They have to make you leave. But never should they have to make you come. He came to Jesus. He came to bless Jesus. Y'all be seated for a moment. I got one more thing to do. Listen. I have some questions for you. I've got some questions for you. I want to ask them. Please watch the monitors. I want to ask these questions. I'm not interested in you all in shouting you and making you run. I'm interested in growing you. I want you to grow. So let me ask you some questions. Here's what I want to know. Number one, does Jesus get honor and glory from your life? Is he honored in your home? Would he feel comfortable in your home? I want to know, would he feel comfortable with your history of sites visited on your computer? I want to know, could he read all of your text messages and you not be ashamed or embarrassed? Do you honor him from your heart? Y'all, it's easy to put on a show for others to see. But is your worship heartfelt? I'm through. Let me give you four practical ways I think, y'all, you can begin to bring 
honor and glory to Jesus. Four practical ways. On the screen for you. Number one, make him the unseen guest at all times in every situation. You know, when you get there and they got the music playing low, lights are dim, music soft, dinner's on the table. I need you to act like Jesus is that. Because just maybe, if I pull out a chair for Jesus, I can prevent some stuff. Y'all ain't helping me. Let, let me confess to you all. Y'all, here's, here is how I stop cussing. And I want to be real clear. I'm trying hard. I have not completely been delivered. But I'm almost there. Here's how I do it. I make it appear as if, though, the person I'm getting ready to cuss out, Jesus is standing right behind me. And Calvin, it makes me pull some stuff in. Because if I hadn't seen Jesus' face, Y'all, trust me, I was getting ready to read you up one side and down the other. But I thank God for the presence of Jesus. Number two, make a practice of meditating on him and his word. Wow. Make a practice of meditating on him. And his word. Number three, make a practice of talking to others about him. <laughs> In other words, y'all, be a blessing to the Lord. Y'all, whenever, to, to bless him means to speak well of him. <sighs> Here's number four. Ask God to open your spiritual eyes you to see opportunities where Jesus can be honored in your everyday experience.